0: Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com.
1: This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go! Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go! It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go! Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie,
0: and Heath. Everybody's injured. Everybody is injured. Your best player... Injured. Your second best player? Probably injured. Questionable for next week, but your opponent's best player? Also injured. Welcome to the Week 14 recap. The carnage of Week 14. We're going to talk about it here. Hope everybody had some good fortune today. Hope you won. Hope you advanced. If you didn't win, Dave and Heath, if people didn't win, if they just lost and they're out of it and they're still listening, what troopers they are. They must really love fantasy football, but hopefully everybody won. How are you guys doing today, Dave, Richard, and Heath Cummings?
2: I'm on the brink of losing in my keeper league. It's the league that means the most to me. I won it last year. I'm very sad about it, uh, especially since I'm losing to my bitter rival. It's a guy I've only met once and he talks so much trash and it (laughs) frustrates me. And he's about to knock us out of the playoffs in advance Mm -hmm. to the final four. It hurts in in my heart.
3: Heath, how are you exhausted? Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't have a bad day um it seems like it's probably gonna be okay I've got some sweats tonight and tomorrow um, we'll see how this Sunday game goes during the podcast I'll make sure to tell people all oh, about it gosh but thank you for yeah that. I'm I'm exhausted. Um, it was a stressful stressful day too many injuries too many weird things happening I can't wait to break it all down with you
0: yeah and, and you know the injuries are really the big story here I mean Mike Evans Derek Henry. Uh, Dwayne Haskins. No, but Darius Geis, Josh Jacobs didn't even play. Odell Beckham's playing through maybe a sports hernia. DJ Chark got hurt. Devonte Parker concussion. So, and the tight ends, I mean, Jared cook left with a concussion. George Kittle was dinged up late, but he's probably okay. Noah Fant thinks he's going to be okay. Mark Andrews, uh, left in the second quarter with a knee injury. So a lot of stuff here before we get to the best players of the week and some winners and some losers, which players, you know, let's take the, the early, early look at the waiver wire here. Which players are going to step up potentially in some injury absences? Who are we going to be looking at, guys? I think you
2: have to go right to the Tampa Bay receivers and see who is who has the best chance to replace Mike Evans. And I took a look at the snaps. Brashad Perryman played 51 snaps in the game. And he had basically been the number three receiver all along. And he had a good game. Justin Watson also got involved. He played 43 snaps. All of them came after Mike Evans got hurt. So those are going to be your number two and number three receivers for Tampa Bay. They'll probably be working almost exclusively on the outside. Maybe one of them will mix and match with Godwin in the slot. But I I, I couldn't tell you right now which one I think is the best bet to be that number two guy.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think you're probably looking at Adrian Peterson. I think you're probably looking at DeAndre Washington or the two guys that, I mean, I can't imagine if Josh Jacobs was unable to play in this game with a fractured shoulder and they lost this game and they have nothing left to play for, why he would play again with a fractured shoulder. So Washington could be someone that we're running to the waiver wire for. And then if Geis is out for the remainder of the year, Adrian Peterson's going to be interesting again.
0: Oh, yeah. He should probably have about 18 carries a game going forward like he did before Darius Darius Geis came back, and after Bill Callahan, you know, took over, he was getting feature work and he was doing pretty well, even against some good run defenses. And one other guy, I actually think, with Mike Evans out, I'm actually looking at OJ Howard, Dave. I think, you know, what do you have about 70 yards in this game? Cameron Bright scored, I know that, but I think OJ yeah. Howard might might have a little bit of revived value here.
2: He might have a little bit, and he's available in a little less than two thirds of CBS Sports leagues. Bright's going to be out there in 80 percent of leagues. It's just about how much you really want to trust them. But the the Tampa Bay film bears watching just to see how they moved forward without Evans and and what it could mean.
0: Okay, if Derek Henry. We'll has,
2: we'll talk about those guys more when we get to that game. Yeah, because I think it, they're all worth discussing.
0: Uh, Derek Henry has scored 19 or more non-PPR fantasy points in five straight games. He is an absolute monster. And he left with an injury, so we'll see about Deion Lewis, their next matchup. He he also talked
2: after the game. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Adam, but he talked after the game, told the coaches he wanted to keep playing. Coaches were the ones who held him out. They were up big. Yeah. So I don't think they really needed him, and they're they're coming into a three-game stretch that's pretty darn important. Uh, They're right at the top.
0: Go ahead. Go ahead, why, why are you playing I'm that? just transitioning you to our next segment. You can finish your Derek Henry. thought. He's the best.
2: Their Two of their last three games are against Houston, and that will determine yeah. the AFC South to determine who will be the best
0: That's in right. the AFC South. Now, we have so many players that were the best today that we're actually going to be looking at the top five, the best, uh, each position to start this show. By the way, make sure you're watching CBS Sports HQ on demand on uh, the HQ app and watching Fantasy Football Today on Demand on CBS Sports HQ. And our Facebook group giveaway winner, the best entry today, was John from Pennsylvania. The uh, playoffs passed, the winners of playoffs pass, Billy Volek, he said, 2004. Two straight weeks with four touchdowns and more than 400 I remember ago. that. That's amazing. That's a good one here. He was the best back in the day. But this week, the best at each position, by the way, one of the things that I thought was amazing about today, I mean, I, this was a wacky day. We had the longest play from scrimmage all year, and we had three catches, three touchdown catches of more than 80 yards. But here are five quarterbacks that were among the best. We're not counting the Thursday games, and we're eliminating some some players that are automatic starts or whatever, talking about the interesting guys. Drew Brees, <laughs> though, 49 fantasy points. Jameis Winston, 42 fantasy points. Jimmy Garoppolo, 35 fantasy points. Philip Rivers, not so washed up, Heath, after all. Wow. 30 fantasy points for Rivers. And Ryan Tannehill, 32 fantasy points. Holy cow, Heath, what's your reaction to some of the best quarterbacks of Week 14? I don't think I've ever been as
3: wrong about a football game as I was the San Francisco New Orleans one. And Vegas was almost as wrong as I was. So I'm kind of okay with that. But yeah, that game just started off as a shootout. It was extremely fun. Both teams played on offense as if this was like a survive and advance game to the Super Bowl. 49ers pulled out all the stops and it was fun to see Breeze dealing. Garoppolo stood right there with him. I was very impressed by both quarterbacks. Um, Jacksonville kind of looked like just quit. So I don't know what to make out of Philip Rivers' performance. I hope Jameis is okay. Um, I guess he's got a small crack in his thumb. This was the quintessential Jameis Winston game. I believe the first quarterback ever to throw for 400 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, and rush for a touchdown. I don't think anyone's ever done that. And it should wow. be him. We should just call this a Jameis from now that, on. That, <laughs> um, yeah, Jameis it was a wild-wing quarterback.
0: It really was. I mean, Dave, like you don't sit Drew Brees at home, okay, no matter what. He only has uh, he has a home game next week and then two road games to finish the season. Garoppolo, though, remember, Dave, I gave that stat about Garoppolo and his passer rating in his last five games. He had one bad game in terms of passer rating uh, against Seattle, and the other four games was like over 110. And yes, I remember this offense is kind of humming. He just hasn't been throwing much 20, 20 passes, 21 passes. His last two games, 35 in this game, he made them count. You know, how much do you trust Jimmy Garoppolo? He's got the Falcons, the Rams and at Seattle.
2: I, I, I don't know if I can say that even he's a top 10 quarterback right now, even with this amazing game against new Orleans. And I thought he acquitted himself. Well, I think this is the best game of the year. This will go down as the game that we look back on and and say, uh, amazing, just like we did last year with Chiefs and Rams. Remember that game was supposed to be in Mexico and it ended up being a crazy shootout. So much fun. You'll go back and watch this game and and you'll still be entertained by it. And I think that Garoppolo just played well. I don't think that the 49ers had, uh, they, they could have tried to run a little bit more, I guess. They just couldn't get it done to a degree that we're used to. And Garoppolo had to throw because Bruce got off to a big lead. And he did fine against Atlanta and against the Rams. I don't know how much he's going to have to do that. So I'm I'm not going to hitch my wagon to Garoppolo for the next two weeks. Unless okay. he's my only guy. If, you know, if he's he's the only quarterback I have and don't really trust anybody on the waiver wire or anything like that, then sure I'll roll with him. But I still don't know if I can count on him as an as elite fantasy quarterback.
0: Can you believe this from Ryan Tannehill? Last last thing, Heath. Houston next week, New Orleans the week after that, both at home. But uh, here are his fantasy points in his last seven games. 22, 25, 24, 22, 36, 17, and 32. Pretty crazy and uh, very impressive for Ryan Tannehill.
3: Yeah, still one of those games where you look at it and say, "Wait, he threw 22 times or something? It's,
0: <laughs> it's not
3: sustainable to do that, but... You're going to start him at home against Houston, and then you're going to have a decision to make against New Orleans if you make it to the championship game. Look, yeah. I think a lot of this has to do with circumstances.
2: And maybe we don't say that for for Breeze, but I think we can say that something happens to all these other quarterbacks that forces them to put the ball in the air as much as they do, and, and, and they put up good numbers. Now, in the case of Tannehill, I don't know if it's anything that forces him to throw more. But playing the Oakland Raiders is usually a good thing for fantasy quarterbacks. And he had 91 yards on one play when he throws deep in the end zone to A.J. Brown, who catches the ball. And Daryl Worley was covering him. He can't bring him down. And Brown runs the rest of the field for a touchdown. Yeah, but so he had 300 he that, yards and he made the some rest other... of the game. I know, but you know? he had nearly 100 of them on one play.
0: I, he, Which he, is this just is six out of seven not games. Six out of seven He's games. He's not gonna though. have a game
2: like this again, no. of course. He's gonna be okay. Six out of seven He's good games. He's gonna have some twenty two ish games.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I, I mean, six... I
2: just think that there's <laughs> some serious circumstances that impacted a lot of these quarterbacks. Tampa can't run the football to save their lives, so Jameis just has to chuck it. And they were down in this game. Garoppolo was I, I down assume, in his game. He had to
0: chuck it.
3: I assume Tannehill is once again the number two quarterback in fantasy since he became the starter.
0: Behind Lamar?
3: Behind Lamar, that's it.
0: Yeah, maybe. All right. Uh Heath, by the way, remember our push ups bet? It pushed. Yeah, well what do we do yep. with this situation? You're both doing <laughs> push ups. I think we just both both do push ups. We both had to do 15 push-ups. Kirk Cousins versus uh, versus uh, Patrick Mahomes. Gardner, 15. Was it Mahomes? It was Mahomes, yeah. and yeah, yeah. I wish it would. you uh, also scored 15. How about he that? All, right, right. That's why I thought <laughs> that was the the bet. That was Mahomes versus Cousins. So, um, all right. Heath, I'll have to do 15 push-ups. Heath, how about you do 25, uh, and I'll do five. You know, we'll we'll call it even. Running I think I would
3: probably still get done first. <laughs>
0: Running back, uh, the best of the best of this week. So Aaron Jones, uh, he had 16 carries, 134 yards, and a touchdown. He also caught six passes against Washington. He was great. Joe Mixon was great. Austin Eckler, he had 213 <laughs> total yards, including an 84-yard <laughs> touchdown. It's crazy. Raheem How about Moster. those Jaguars? They're the worst. Wow. Raheem Moster I is think the worst Austin Eckler's good. I think so, too, yeah. Actually, let me do it in order, because Eckler's number one, followed by Aaron Jones, followed by Joe Mixon, followed by Raheem Mostert, and then Derek Henry. Uh, Dave, you get the first word on the running backs. Well,
2: just going back to the 49ers, Mostert had a great game. He only ran it 10 times, and he only had 69 yards on those carries. And it was just a little uncharacteristic of San Francisco, but they had to throw the ball because they were playing from behind. Eckler, total flukish type of a game game. He's the reason why Philip Rivers had the monster game that he had because he had 112 yards receiving and a touchdown. I just think you load up against the Jaguars the rest of the way. That defense um, does not seem motivated, and uh, I I can't imagine Doug Marone is doing much to get them excited to play, and they're on the road against Oakland next week. Jones, you knew he was capable of a good game. I think a game like this was, was sorely needed from people who have stuck with him as long as they have. Mixon I liked. I didn't think he'd be able to come through for something like this. 186 total yards. Absolutely awesome. All
0: right, well you you seem you seem like uh like you don't like you you're not you're you're like downgrading these guys like they're they just benefited from circumstances. Is there anyone you're looking at? No respect. Yeah, no respect, Dave. Are you are you fired up about any of these guys like, "Oh, I'm so glad I have them. I they're going to win me championships." Aaron Jones, I mean, Joe Mixon, Eckler, Nixon, Eckler I, M- Mostert, Henry. Henry, you know,
2: People obviously. will continue to start Eckler. Uh, you're starting Derek Henry. That's right, an obvious right. one. Uh, you're going to start Austin Eckler, certainly in PPR leagues. He's got Minnesota next week. It's not going to be easy for him. Aaron Jones, you're going to continue to start. Mixon, you're going to continue to start. Well,
0: talk about Aaron and, Jones here because the, he, okay. he was a, he was crap for like three of his last four games.
2: And he, I know. Well, he had a touchdown called back last week. He could have had a decent game. I don't think it would have been great, but... Like, you know he's a talented running back. He had a great matchup at home. You you couldn't have benched him this week. No. Unless you just had amazing options otherwise.
0: 96% started and, Aaron Jones.
2: And he goes up against a Redskins defense that really fell apart. I think they had a couple of injuries along the way that hurt them too. So getting 192 total yards, that sounds about right. Pretty awesome. He's really, really good, and I think you can continue to start him. See, there's not a lot that we can say about these guys that's going to be, you know,
0: mind blowing fantasy analysis in week fourteen to fifteen of the NFL season. Mixon's pretty interesting, Heath, because he was a tough call. You know, a lot of people had questions about Mixon, and seventy five percent started compared to Aaron Jones ninety six percent started. You take the start percentages with a grain of salt this time of year. But uh, look, I could have seen a scenario where I sat Joe Mixon, but he had. 23 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown, plus three catches for 40 yards at Cleveland. I think Cleveland, again, showed they don't have a very good run defense. Just nobody had really been running on them much. But Mixon now, it's it's 12 to 15 fantasy points in four, four of his last five games before this monster game. So he had been a pretty safe player, and this time he busts out. Yeah, the
3: Bengals pretty much dominated this game. I mean, they just kicked way too many field goals, but they were going up and down the field with ease. Andy Dalton has helped this entire offense to play better. It's just it's going to be an interesting and difficult decision this week with Mixon because he faces the Patriots and they don't have a a, a great run defense in terms of yards per carry. But it's the Patriots, and I don't know how many points the Bengals are going to score. So I don't think even after this performance, you're going to view Joe Mixon as a must-start running back. He's going to be right in that range of guys that you you can start him, and you not not feel too bad about it. But you might have two better running backs. You might next week, but the week after that, he it's the Dolphins. You're, he could win your league.
0: Must start. Yeah. So what about what about Mostert, guys? Did he ha- Did he get enough work? Did you, yes. Are you buying into the trends that I, my, make you confident in him? My,
3: my questions were answered. He played something like seventy percent of the team snaps, or sixty-five percent of the team 60, snaps.
0: Sixty percent.
3: Uh sixty well, is good 59. enough for me. Yeah, fifty-nine. We just keep going down. Forty-two. Twenty-two <laughs> percent of the team snaps. All he really needs. Yeah,
0: Bleeda and it was like good. one of his. Coleman his,
3: wasn't. His, his his touchdown was like that. Receiving touchdown was a it was a fluke play. Um. Emmanuel Sanders threw it, but that's okay. Um, I'm glad that he was on the field that much, and he's going to be right in that mix and range this week. They play the Falcons, who are a weird, weird defense, and I don't know what to make of them.
2: (laughs) And I think Tevin Coleman has just played his way out. Like I know he played – I think he played close to as many snaps as Breida, but Breida's just far and away a better player, so I don't know what they're going to get out of Tevin Coleman that'll make them want to – keep using him when they've got these other guys
0: early in the game they had a first and goal situation and coleman was in on first second and third and goal i don't think he i don't think he got a carry though late in the game it was all it seemed to me all brita and mostert with the important carries Mm -hmm. at the important juncture of the game so um you know mostert is certainly trending in the right direction and forget about the injuries i mean you're looking at the waiver wire he's 55 percent on placing. Facing the Falcons, good running backs typically do well against them, and he's done well against the Ravens and the Saints uh, in two straight games. Saints were a little beat up on defense, no question. And I, I know um, Sheldon Rankins got hurt in this game. I don't know if he came back, but. Still, breed has been... Or, excuse me, Mostert's been great. Uh, You mentioned the touchdown pass from Emmanuel Sanders. Hey, he's one of the best wide receivers this week. Seven catches, 157 yards and a touchdown, plus a passing touchdown. So, huge game for Sanders, and he was only started in 22% of leagues. He and A.J. Brown are your top wide receivers in non-PPR, 28 fantasy points. Sanders has two more points in PPR, followed by Michael Thomas and Hopkins, whatever. But Robbie Anderson... And a couple of Colts are two that I wanted to talk about here. Uh, Marcus Johnson and Zach Pascal. But let's start with Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Brown, Dave. And who do you have more confidence in going forward between these two guys who both had more than 150 receiving yards today?
2: I needed to see something from Emmanuel Sanders before I could start him comfortably in a fantasy league. And, And kudos to the people who did start him. 22% you said, Adam? Yeah. Started Emmanuel Sanders. Good for them, man. I, I, I couldn't have done it. I thought the matchup was too tough. It, it was scary to me. But look, he came through, and now against Atlanta next week. I don't know how much they're going to have to throw to beat the Falcons, but I think that there's a decent chance that he can get you double digits in PPR and close to it in non PPR. I'm still waiting for consistency from AJ Brown, and part of the issue is that he he's he's in the same type of situation as I just talked about with Emmanuel Sanders, where He's on a run-first team. They don't necessarily target him a lot. When he does make a splash play, it's usually a really good one, and it helps his fantasy managers out. But he has yet this year with back-to-back double-digit PPR games. Mm. So monster game this week. Next week against Houston, I know it seems like it's a good matchup, and, and they could roll with him. And I think fantasy managers as a flex, fine. But expecting more than that
3: makes me nervous. Brown's one of those guys. It's going to be really, really tough to sit this week just because, you know, he has the upside to just about win you your week, he kind of falls into that Will Fuller, Mike Williams range where he's a boom bust flex. But if he booms and he's on your bench, it's just going to be absolutely sickening. That's
2: how I feel because he is on my bench in that league that I talked about to start the show, Mm -hmm. that keeper league. And I could use those points that he got this week.
0: So uh you know, the the 49ers, to me, they kind of feel like the Seahawks, where I, I really think Garoppolo, when you just look at his yards per attempt that he's had under Kyle Shanahan, I think if they throw the ball a lot, he's probably going to have a good game. But you know they just want to run, 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 and they wouldn't mind throwing 25 or fewer passes as they did in each of the two previous games. So you do have to wonder about game script. Like where Russell Wilson could be such a great quarterback and have a bad game at Atlanta a few weeks ago, because they barely threw the ball, and that's the most important thing with it's not matchup, it's pass attempts. And that's what the that's what the forty yeah, nine feel I, like to me.
3: I mean, it's the same thing with A. J. Brown, though. I think you're looking at two guys in Sanders and A. J. Brown, and the difference is that I'm relatively certain that A.J. Brown is the number one wide receiver on the Titans. I'm still not certain on a given week that Sanders is going to get more targets than both Samuel. I wouldn't be surprised for the 49ers defense to kind of shut the Falcons offense down just a little bit and they run more in that game and there's not enough targets for both Sanders and Samuel. So I'm probably going to lean towards Brown if you're talking about these top five wide receivers and who I'm going to like the most in week 15.
2: And Brown will be more likely to be in a competitive game as
3: well.
0: Well, okay, the other guys we're talking about are Robbie Anderson, who now has three straight games with 86 or more yards and a touchdown catch in three of his last four games. Uh, And Marcus Johnson and Zach Pascal. Anderson, 73% owned. Pascal 60% owned. He had five catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. And Marcus Johnson, unowned, basically, 0%. Three catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, once again, getting torched by multiple wide receivers. Uh, so, you know, how would you how would you rank those three Robbie Anderson at Baltimore next week and then Pittsburgh Marcus Johnson at New Orleans and Carolina and Pascal same matchups.
3: I would go with Pascal and then Anderson and then Marcus Johnson. He made a really nice play downfield. He did get another deep shot downfield also in that game that he didn't bring down. But again, this this mini breakout for him over the last 2 weeks, he's had 7 and 6 targets. He's got 3 and 4 passes most weeks. That's not going to be great great production. Whereas Pascal's now seen 19 targets in his past 2 games. If the Colts are in a situation where they have to pass, I expect Pascal to be a number two wide receiver. They're at New Orleans next week. They're going to have to pass. I think Pascal will be a number two wide receiver.
2: Yeah. And I'm nervous about the matchup for Robbie against Baltimore and it's on a short week as well. But I can tell you that Robbie Anderson's taken over as the main receiver for Sam Darnold to lean on. And when he, when he needs somebody and it doesn't matter if it's crossing the field or going deep or, you know, game winning drive, something like that. Robbie Anderson's getting those targets. Had 11 of them. The next highest was Crowder with seven. He only turned that into three catches. And the next highest after that on the Jets was, was uh, Demarius with four targets. So I, I think Robbie's going to continue to get a lot of targets. I'm just not sure that he's a safe bet in either of his next two matchups.
0: Well, this is it. We talked about it for so long. The Jets had this run of great, great matchups. And there was some pretty good fantasy production in there. And it's over. <laughs> that that yeah. run is is over with Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo in their next three games. Let's finish yep. up real quick on tight ends, guys, so we can talk about the injuries. DJ Chark's in a walking boot. Um, well, he was at the time we were recording, anyway. But here are your top tight ends. One of them's concussed, Jared Cook, who has been absolutely money lately in the in the uh, six games before catching two touchdowns in one quarter. Uh, he had been averaging 13.7 PPR fantasy points in six games in those last six games. That would have been good if he had done that all year for the number three tight end in fantasy. So Cook's been amazing. Josh Hill we'll have to talk about because he caught a touchdown. And in his previous two games without Jared Cook, he had three for 43 and a touchdown. And then he had three for 39 without a touchdown somehow against Arizona. Noah Fant thinks he's going to play next week. And he had over 100 yards. Little fluky, some crap tackling by the Texans. Hayden Hurst scored, and he might, you know, he and Nick Boyle might get another look because uh, Mark Andrews may not play against the Jets. Um, Ian Thomas five for fifty-seven and a touchdown on ten targets. Yes, Ian Thomas, and he's got Seattle next week. And then Cameron Brate also finished in the top five, but maybe we like OJ Howard better. OJ Howard didn't score, but he had seventy-three yards, Brate had thirty and a touchdown. So Heath, uh, quick thoughts on these top tight ends.
3: Yeah, I'm really interested in Ian Thomas. If Greg Olson is out, he gets a very good matchup against the Seattle defense. I think coming into this week had given up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. We've seen Thomas be good without Olson in the past. He got 10 targets in this game. Everything's great. If Jared Cook comes back, obviously you're starting him. The other one that's interesting, and of course I'm going to go back to him, is Noah Fant. I didn't start him in any leagues this week, but he did see his targets tick up with Brandon Allen. Last week, it was more Jeff Hyreman for some reason. Only saw four in this game, but he's shown us this big play ability now twice this season. We don't have very many... Like, bad tackling or not, we don't have very many tight ends that can do that. So he's shown us that ability twice now. I, I've got some interest in him, definitely long-term interest in him.
0: All right, that's Noah Fan. He is 50% owned, and Noah Fant next week is at Kansas City, then it's Detroit, and then it's Oakland. Uh, by the way, the best of the best, obviously, was Jason Sanders, coming off a touchdown performance. This is the Dolphins' kicker, he scored a touchdown in Week 13 and kicked seven field goals in Week 14. Jason Sanders, you're the best. Don't get me started. When we around. get to that game, I'm going off. <laughs> I'm going. I'm okay. going to go berserk. Well, let's get through the injuries here. You know, there actually there there aren't that many horrible ones, really. There's like a lot of nicks and bruises, but. It's bad. You know, Jameis Winston with a tiny fracture in his hand. We assume he's going to play. Just tiny fracture. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's no big deal. Um, it's okay. He can throw interceptions does, with either deal. hand. Yeah. Right. Right. Patrick Mahomes <laughs> was dealing with a hand injury, and he had another bad game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes a bust. Sorry to say it. First three games were oh, amazing. Man. He's a bust since then. Josh Allen hurt his ankle. He played through it. Uh, he had a terrible game. Might lose me a league. Dwayne Haskins played through an injury. Whatever. Derrick Henry... We already talked about him. Bo Scarborough left with a rib injury, and I'm not sure we'd have much faith in him against Tampa Bay anyway, but we're not going to like any Lions running back. I can promise you that. Bilal Powell filled in nicely for Le'Veon Bell, but then he left with a foot injury in the fourth quarter. Probably going to get Le'Veon Bell back next week anyway. Um, Josh Jacobs.
2: Or maybe his illness is we're not going to make the playoffs. I don't feel like playing. He is sick of playing for Adam Gates.
0: (laughs) Uh, Josh Jacobs sat with a shoulder injury, and DeAndre Washington had a good game, guys. So I think Heath you mentioned him at the top, he and Adrian Peterson would be players to pick up. Um, all right. And, uh, yeah, and Darius guys left with a knee injury. Wide receiver, it, do we trust Odell Beckham anymore? I was so disappointed in him, maybe more I, than any other player.
2: I, I think it's time to bench him. The only problem is he's playing at Arizona. Yeah, oh, they're the Now, listen, he just worst. got done playing Cincinnati. Yeah, I don't know. Baker's going to be—he's probably going to be ranked as a top
3: 24 receiver. But I—I I think I think good. it's really interesting to rate to rank Odell Beckham with Zach Pascal and AJ Brown and Robbie Anderson, and I think that's the range he deserves to be in.
0: Okay.
2: I'm not sure if I'm starting him over. I'm definitely not going to start him over Pascal.
3: Probably not going to start him over AJ Brown. Like we can't say that he has more upside right now than AJ Brown. No, I he doesn't no, have ma- more upside than Robbie Anderson. Hit. He might have a higher floor than A.J. Brown, but it's like a difference of five points versus three. It's true. Oh, it makes me ill.
0: Mike Evans looks like more of a long-term injury. Probably not going to have him next week.
2: Uh, he You, you might know. not have him again the rest of the year. Yep. Bruce Arians said after the game it does not look good.
0: DJ Chark's got an ankle and Nikhil Harry hurt his hip. You might lo- you might lose a fantasy league because Tom Brady's touchdown pass to Nikhil Harry was called out of bounds, and Bill Belichick had no challenges. But they definitely scored on that play. Calvin Ridley left with an you abdominal You would think Bill Belichick
3: would be better at managing that,
0: <laughs> wouldn't you? But you would think Sean Payton wouldn't fake a punt on 4th and eighteen. That was the dumbest thing of the yeah. day. that's pretty bad. Calvin Ridley, abdominal injury. Devontae Parker, concussion. Albert Wilson left with a head injury. So Alan Hearns maybe is interesting. We'll see. They're at the Giants. Somebody's going to have a big game. Or Isaiah
2: Ford, who had like 90 yards today.
0: And tight ends. Mark Andrews, Vance McDonald, Jared Cook, all left with injuries. George Kittle banged up, but he, he fought through it. Noah Fant carted off in the fourth quarter. He says he'll be okay. Foster Moreau hurt his leg, and he stole another touchdown. And Ryan Griffin left in the first quarter with an ankle injury. Okay, the winners and losers... Let's go. I think, you know, to be honest, I think we probably talked about all the winners. Heath's winners were Manuel Sanders and Joe Mixon. Dave's winners were Robbie Anderson and Raheem Mostert. So let's go to the losers and start with Heath's. LaShawn McCoy, I think he had 13 touches, right? I mean, (laughs) pets a little bit for that. (laughs) And Jamal Williams was your other loser. So, all right, start with LaShawn McCoy. Didn't really come through at the Patriots.
3: And this was a perfect situation. Like the chiefs got a big lead. They went super conservative. There were plenty of touches available and they were giving the ball to Spencer Ware. I just like, they are extremely concerned about the amount of work the LaShawn McCoy gets. And he, in this matchup, which we, I think we just knew that 10 to 13 wasn't going to be enough um, I don't have any confidence. Like, I don't know how many injuries it would take or what type of situation the Chiefs would have to be in where they would give him 15-plus touches. And if that's not available to him, then he's nothing more than a desperation flex on a weekly basis.
2: So all week long, I touted LaShawn McCoy and made the case why he was a good number two fantasy running back. And then this is why you watch FFT on CBS Sports HQ. Tom Spencer, who is Jim Nance's right-hand man in the booth, comes on with us every Sunday morning, and he speculated that LaShawn McCoy and Darwin Thompson were going to split touches. Thompson was going to get a lot of playing time, and he thought that both of them would get at least 10 touches. And when I heard that, I thought, okay, that means that LaShawn McCoy is not going to get the type of workload that I would expect a coach to give a veteran in the middle of a big game. McCoy had 12 touches. Darwin only had eight. Didn't really matter. Neither of them were really very good for fantasy purposes. And it, when I heard that, I knew that I had to move LaShawn McCoy down, and that's what I did in my rankings. I thought McCoy was no better than a flex. put Thompson as a flex. They were both busts. But I, I, I agree with Heath. You really aren't ever going to feel good about a Chiefs running back.
0: And Spencer, um, Adam, five we need kids. to.
3: We need to? I just, wanted, I just wanted to tell you that Malcolm Brown oh. just stole a touchdown from Todd Gurley. <laughs>
0: Oh that's, that's huge nice for me. Share that. that is huge for me. Thank you very much. I actually am elated right now. playing against Todd Gurley hanging out a Slim Lee. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, McCoy, I didn't think he was going to get necessarily more than 13 to 14 touches. He got 12. I just thought he'd score. And he didn't cuz he scores every time. Damian Williams is out until this week. Uh you I think other, he only yeah, There's a one lesson one to be learned to there. Score. There's a I lesson. He, yeah. Well, I thought they were going to score more points. I mean, I thought they were going to have a big offensive game, and they really didn't. And they scored. They scored what? 23? Twenty-three. against the Patriots. Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty good against the Patriots. Yeah. And, but did it feel like they had a good offensive game? Because to me, it felt like a really bad game for both teams. You they know? did early on.
2: The,
3: it looked better early on, and then it was a struggle. So it the was not
2: second, second, second half. It, it was an
3: Andy Reid game. It was an Andy Reid with a big lead game.
2: Uh, no, I don't. I
0: don't
3: look at it that way.
2: Okay,
0: well, they, they, with a big league, I think
3: they, I think they could have scored more points. Is what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, uh, the other loser was Jamal Williams, and it almost it felt like they really wanted to get some good vibes going for Aaron Jones. But Jamal Williams had seven carries and no catches in this game.
3: Yeah, I thought this was one of those games that even if he didn't get the work in the passing game, which we should have assumed that he would because he had for a month that there would be enough carries available against a bad Washington team with a positive game script, that he could still be okay, and that just wasn't the case at all. More than a two-to-one split in the running game, Aaron Jones had six catches, he had zero. Now, I hesitate to say this is just the way that it's going to be now, but I've been starting Jamal Williams for the past four or five weeks as a high-end flex or low-end number two running back and with relative confidence. If I have any teams that started Jamal Williams and survived this week, I'm going to have to. It's going to be a, a real gut check I can help before you that out. decision is I can, made in Week out. 15.
0: I, I know what the deal is with Jamal Williams. It's it's score. Okay. Devontae Adams has played five games since returning from the injury. Jamal Williams in those five games has two games with like a lot of receiving yards, basically. Those were the two games that got blown out at the Chargers and at the 49ers. The three games that they have won, he had zero catches against Carolina, zero catches against Washington, and he had four catches at the Giants, four catches for 26 yards. But in the other two games, six for 39 and a touchdown and seven for 35 receiving. So I just don't really feel good about him unless I think they're going to be trailing. And uh Chicago Probably next not week? going to be the case next week, right? I don't think they will be. Uh okay, he, Dave, you're losers. Oh my gosh. My every player that I loved on FanDuel stunk this week, so I'm sorry about the bad advice. But the two that I liked the most at their prices were Kyle Rudolph, who was cheaper than Erb Smith on FanDuel for some reason, although they were right about that it turns <laughs> out. Uh and, <laughs> and Jack Doyle, and these two guys combined for four catches for 38 yards. Kyle Rudolph had 11 yards, Doyle had um 27 yards. At least he had six targets. But uh, Dave, really disappointed. Oh, hooray,
2: six targets.
0: How in the hell do the Colts have 35 <laughs> points?
2: And Jack Doyle has two catches for 27 yards. And how how does Jacoby Brissett have 251 yards and two touchdowns? And Doyle is his third leading receiver with 27 yards. Kind of mind-numbing to me and disappointing that he only had that. I would expect a semblance of a bounce-back game in his future, when he... uh, Who's the guy next week? New Orleans. Not going to be easy for him, but it's going to be a game where they're going to have to throw. I figure they're going to trail, or at least be in a competitive game. Um, A very va- bad letdown game from Jack Doyle.
0: Yeah. You going to go right back to him, though? I mean, it makes sense. I'm not going to rank him nearly as high. Really?
2: Yeah. I know Kittle just had a great game. They're not the same type of tight end.
0: All right. Listen, I got a segment called... Are we done here? Talk about some players who I, I think it's fair to just lose faith in them at this point, but maybe not. And then we're going to do this quickly. And then we're going to get right to the games. With the Didn't we used to
2: call this the dropometer meter and we gave you a number or I would just say drop or don't drop?
0: Yeah, it's a little adds and drops at this point. I mean, you know, are we done here? Let's just have fun with it. Let's go fast and then get to the games. And let's start with Kyler Murray. Two straight games with 12 or 13 fantasy points. He has Cleveland and then Seattle in his next two games. Are we done here with Kyler Murray? You can be done here with Kyler. I'd put him around a four. I think Cleveland and Seattle both have
3: defenses that he. I mean, you might need to use Kyler Murray. So four, four on the drop on the. I, we're
0: not doing the drop meter okay I think he's doing sure, yeah. the drop-o-meter. I guess we're doing That's exactly drop-o-meter. what we're doing. Well, you know, the reason why it's not, just real quick, is like you might want to keep a guy just to, just to avoid him being on your opponent's team. There, you know, you don't want to start him, but you don't have to necessarily give him away. Tom Brady at Cincinnati next week. 12 fantasy points against the Chiefs after 30 last week against the Texans. Are we done here with Tom Brady? Yes. No.
2: Yes.
3: No, he's <laughs> I playing Cincinnati I, like, next week and this team two weeks in a row, two weeks in a row, we've said he's playing Cincinnati this week. It's going to be a gr- three weeks in a row. A quarterbacks have been bad against Cincinnati. All right. Maybe, maybe I so. like he might, I he just, might throw 12, 12 passes in that game.
2: He had, he, he ended up having a good game last week. I know it came, a lot of it came in garbage time and I talked about that's one of the reasons why I didn't like Brady this week. Should have had another touchdown this week. Um, I I think he can have a pretty decent game. Not yep. going to say he's a must start quarterback. I would keep him out of Kyler Murray.
0: I mean, once once again, he threw thirty-six passes, and the thing is, even against Cincinnati, they are the Patriots are one of the worst running teams in football. And Brady entered this game with the most pass attempts in the NFL. He's, I'm guessing he's still there. So I mean, again, that's somebody I don't want to drop to let my opponent play against me, you know, at Cincinnati, but I'm not sure I'm going to trust him to start. Baker Mayfield, 10 points against Cincinnati, but he only threw 24 passes. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt took care of it, and they he just didn't play well though. But he's at Arizona next week. Are we done here with Baker Mayfield?
3: Baker Mayfield came into this game averaging the same number of fantasy points per game as Marcus Mariota. Baker Mayfield's average went down in this game. He is now averaging fewer fantasy points per game than Marcus Mariota. <laughs> yeah, I
0: don't awesome. think
3: we need to talk about him anymore.
0: I think I'm starting him next week
2: against Arizona. Well, when you say you're starting him, I mean, you've really got
0: to line him up against whoever else okay, is ready? out
2: there. And remember, most leagues, there's only going to be four teams left.
0: Go ahead. Right, here it is. It's me and Heath have to make this decision. It's, a, it's our super flex league. It's Andy Dalton. No, okay, sorry. It's Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyler Murray, and Andy Dalton. we got to pick two of them. Kyler, uh, uh, Baker, did I say Baker? Damn it, I said Kyler. I meant Baker. Tom Brady, Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, and uh, Andy Dalton, who we're not going to Andy Dalton. I'm not going I, with
3: him. I definitely, like, I'm not going to discuss this with you. Uh, I'm just going to set the lineup at, at 1255. Oh, Dalton against the uh, Patriots
0: is going to be in there?
3: No, Kyler is over Baker. No, we
0: don't have Kyler. I said Kyler, I meant Baker. We have Brady, Baker, and Garoppolo. We have to choose two of them. I think you Garoppolo should go. And... I think
2: you should go with Wentz and Goff. <laughs> there we go. There we go. All
0: right, are we done here with Ronald Jones?
2: Yes, I think yeah. the Bucks are done here with Ronald Jones.
0: Okay, moving on. Are we He's done here their... with Sony Michelle? He's still our
2: best running back. He might be. Yes, but... we're done with Sony.
0: Oh yes. Oh well, he's a big loser today. I mean, if you you could you could not trust him, but maybe you can at Cincinnati next week. Uh, yeah, I, he's going to score four touchdowns. W- but would you be too afraid oh. to drop Sony Michel? No. Okay.
2: No, I don't want he to drop a, Sony he, Michelle. He's a potential grenade that your opponent could pick up and start. If your opponent, if you're in the fantasy playoffs and your opponent picks up and starts Sony Michelle, then either there were a lot Against of running back injuries. Even against the Bengals, you don't know how good he's going to be
3: or how much time he's going to get. I would rather like I trust Sony Michelle to be a startable running back over Tom Brady to be a startable quarterback against the Bengals.
0: No, no, I don't. I do. I, I don't. I don't I trust don't. that. I, do. I don't trust that he'd be the best running back. Burkhead got more work today. Bolden, of yep. course, scored a touchdown. Uh, James White got red them. zone work, uh, green zone, magenta zone, any zone. He got work, you know, near the five. James White, he got a carry at the five yard line, I think. So I, I, I don't know. Like Michelle had a terrible game against one of the worst run defenses in football and wasn't used in those big situations. So I can't trust him. But at the same time, like I don't know that I want to play against him next week. This is the best. I would, huh? I would love to. I would love to. Fair enough.
2: Send me, an, send me an Evite to play against <laughs> Sony Michelle next week.
0: Are we done here with Alvin Kamara in a non-PPR league? No. Move on. Stop it. This is ridiculous. Are we done here with Jamison Crowder? Three for 30 on seven targets.
3: Yeah, because <sighs> of the
2: schedule.
0: <laughs> He's sad.
2: I, yeah. I, I don't know how you can feel good about him, about starting him and trusting him.
3: I, no. I agree with that completely. I'd feel less comfortable. I think, Dave, you made the proclamation earlier that you can tell us now that Robbie Anderson has taken over for Jamison Crowder as the top target in this offense. And he has been lately, and I hope he is moving forward. But I have zero, zero, zero confidence that Robbie Anderson is getting more targets, receptions, yards, or touchdowns than Jamison Crowder next week.
0: Our, and by the way, Jameson Crowder was open for a touchdown, and and uh, Sam Darnold just didn't throw the ball. He really dropped the ball there. Are we done here with John Brown, who's at Pittsburgh next week? And he's oh. at New England the week after that. Oh, you'll never be no. done with John Brown, the greatest receiver ever, who hasn't even had 40 receiving yards in three straight games. I'm not done with him.
2: He couldn't come up with some sort of magic touchdown this week. <laughs> <laughs> Despite eight targets, the eight targets are nice. Um, he's he's going to be a low end flex for me.
0: Are we done here with Cortland Sutton, who had five catches for thirty four yards after I get only? No. Yeah, I figured as much.
2: That's another he's one. He's a he's a
3: boom bust flex, but you don't you're not dropping these guys.
2: Denver somehow scores thirty eight points. That's how much they score in like six games, and they did it against Houston. And Cortland Sutton only has thirty four yards. It's crazy.
0: All right, we got a lot of games to get to here. A lot of players to talk about. And, uh, Heath, are you ready to rock and roll here? Ready for what? Ready for that.
3: Kansas City 23. Did hey, we England. get to the Georgians <laughs> in <out> part? <laughs> like,
0: you City. just leave me hanging. What do you mean? What are you talking? Okay, go. Kansas City 23 to England 16. Believe it or not.
3: Believe it or not, Julian Edelman is the only Patriot you can start against the Bengals.
2: Didn't you have a similar, believe it or not, for the Patriots last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, he did. Two
3: weeks ago, <laughs> you Two just weeks ago. rinse, that's wash, that's... and repeat with these for
2: the Patriots. This
3: isn't easy, Dave. I got to come up with a new one every week, and I can't decide what they're going to be until after I see what Adam spends forty-five minutes talking about. <laughs> believe it or not, uh, or let me answer no, your question it's first. Question. Um,
2: I think you can believe it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm still yeah. optimistic about Brady, but. It's pretty hard. These like he, they, not, these receivers cannot make any plays for him.
2: Here's the deal: like if you've got Brady and he's, you can't trust him compared to somebody like Wentz or Cousins or Rogers. Like you're gonna take Rogers over next week. I know Rogers didn't have a good game this week. You're gonna probably end up cutting Brady for somebody to just stash for the remaining playoff games in your fantasy league. So I I, I think it is gonna come down to uh, Edelman is the only guy in all formats. And James White, you might go to as a flex and full PPR.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I'll believe that. You have one for the Chiefs, or would you like me to do that?
3: I do one per game, Adam. It's my contract.
0: Okay. Believe it or not, Patrick Mahomes is not an automatic top five quarterback going forward.
3: I didn't rank him top five this week, All right, so fine. he gets top the matchup. Top ten. He is a top ten quarterback.
0: Okay. I think so, too. Only two games in his last seven with more than 21 fantasy points. He's playing hurt. That's a little hand thing. Okay, fine. Uh, the Chiefs are easy. And, uh, you know, look, Sam, Tyreek Hill didn't have a great game. Six for 62 on eight targets. It's two bad games in a row by his standards, but he's fine. Just a tough matchup. Okay. Uh, Minnesota 20 and Detroit 7.
3: Believe it or not, Kenny Galladay is a must-start wide receiver no matter who the quarterback
0: is. Uh, in yes, believe it against Tampa Bay for sure, but not against Denver in week 16.
2: Yeah, I'm going to take this on a week-to-week basis. I'd like to see how he does against Tampa Bay, and I would expect a huge game.
0: Oh, yeah. He's he's going to be the number one wide receiver next week.
2: I don't think that's true.
0: <laughs> Probably not. Okay, that's, but I, think,
2: that's I think he's got top 12 potential. He could claw his way to
0: 12. Uh, believe it or not, Kirk Cousins and his 15 fantasy points against the Lions is not to be trusted. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that look I gave. Yes, uh, Kirk Cousins is not to be trusted in your fantasy playoffs. Believe it or not,
2: at the Chargers next week, their their, their defense bounced back. Um, I would take him ahead of Brady, so that would put him closer to top 12.
0: So you don't really believe it. Correct. Believe it or not, you can start Alexander Madison as a flex. He had 14 carries in this game. I don't believe it. Um, Who do they play again? The Chargers, who have a really good rug defense lately since Melvin Ingram came back.
3: Yeah, I do not believe it.
0: Yeah, he had 14 carries, Madison. Six of his 14 carries came in the third and the fourth quarter after they had a 20 to nothing lead. So uh, at, at up until that point, Dalvin Cook had had 16 carries, and Madison had had eight. All right, next game is Tennessee 42 and Oakland 21. What do we got? Yes! <laughs> yes, 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 Robert Woods' touchdown. Oh, he Mike, Mike uh, Williams and Robert Woods scored today.
2: How about that? Who's left touchdown. with zero touchdowns that we can gripe about?
3: Yes! I don't know. Um, Todd Gurley had another carry and got st- stood up with the two, Adam. So yeah! we are living <laughs> on the edge right now. Believe it or not, life is awesome Woo! and everything is wonderful. Believe it or not, Ryan Tannehill has turned this Titans offense into a legitimately good offense. Believe it.
0: Yeah, they're legit. Be they're legit. Believe it. I wonder uh, if Derrick Henry misses the game, how much faith we would have in Dion Lewis, who wasn't very good when he got a lot of work last year. Um, but I, you know, I think the nice thing is if if that happens, we would
3: probably see a few more pass attempts for Ryan Tannehill. They'd probably dump some balls off to Deion Lewis in the flat to make up for their lack of ability to run quite as successfully. So I don't know how much it would necessarily hurt Tannehill next week. Um, I'm I think I'm trying Tannehill's is probably going to be like a top eight quarterback for me this week.
0: You know, I, I kind of like um, maybe oh, sorry maybe I, I kind of liked Derek Carr. You know, this as like a you can stream him because I thought, you know, look, he can't play in cold weather. So he's back home in warmer right. weather and he scored 23 fantasy points. He threw for 263 yards and two touchdowns. And he's got the Jaguars coming next week. So believe it or not, uh, we got a top 15 to 20 quarterback, a, a worthy streamer next week in Derek Carr. He might be higher than that. He might
2: be just inside the top 15. He is definitely streamable against the Jaguars defense that I don't expect to be competitive the rest of the way. Yeah, he's streamable. He's fine.
0: DeAndre Washington could be awesome. I mean, he had 14 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. He had six catches in this game. Jalen Richard had seven yeah. carries and two catches. And the Jaguars have maybe the worst run defense in football right now.
2: That surprised me that Washington was that involved in
0: the passing game. Same. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, we're done with Tyrell Williams. Drop him. Believe it. Heath, believe that? Drop. You better drop Tyrell. Oh yeah, I dropped
3: Tyrell last week in like four different leagues.
0: Okay, Jets twenty-two, Dolphins twenty-one. Probably was a pretty exciting game. Saw almost none of it. You know, no touchdowns I saw really. So too much of it. Uh, the red zone wasn't, Dave, wasn't really all. Dave, over this go game. ahead. Oh, let, Dave, let Dave, yes, please, Dave. This game. Uh,
2: believe it or not, Ryan Fitzpatrick might not be a very good quarterback. Wait a second.
0: I thought you were going gonna to rant and rave about this game.
2: Well, yeah. this Dolphins offense got inside the Jets red zone on six of 10 drives in the game. They kicked field goals on two other drives. They punted once, and one drive was like a one-play interception where Fitzpatrick... Fitzpatrick did not look like he was like tuned into the game. He was off just a little bit, and he still had a chance to come through for... Will not necessarily come through, but put his team in a position to win with a truckload of field goals. It is annoying to me how close they got to the end zone. I loved Fitzpatrick this week because I thought he'd be able to move the ball. He did, and the Jets just bent a lot, and then when they got in the red zone, the Dolphins just wilted.
0: It was well, very frustrating you're, you're for me. The big thing is Devontae Parker got hurt. I mean, if look, I was they all about right. They could have
2: used Devontae Parker. Yeah. But I,
0: even without it, they were moving the ball just. They were
2: moving the ball with Isaiah Ford and Allen Hearns.
0: Right. Patrick I, Laird was getting.
2: Crazy carries. 15 carries for Patrick Laird for 48 yards. Eat your heart out, Kalen Beland. That's
0: that's actually pretty good against the Jets. But I look, I thought Fitzpatrick was going to have a great game because the Jets were missing three defensive backs, including Jamal Adams. And Fitzpatrick And had they can't well.
2: pressure the quarterback. And it's, they
0: stopped the run. So, I mean, and this is a great setup. But if I had known Devontae yeah. Parker was going to get hurt early in the game, I would have completely backed off. Unfortunately, it happened.
2: Yeah, and Gasicki only had one catch. I know he went to him a couple times in the end zone. The ball was just not on target. Fitzpatrick was off target. It was very frustrating, and I started him in one of my leagues. I started him over Baker. That was the good news, but the bad news is I'm still going to lose in my playoff league.
0: Oh, sorry, man. Okay, let's do a Believe It or Not, Heath. What do you got He should
2: have come through.
3: Oh, I had had a real one about the Jets. I just knew Dave wanted to rant about the uh, Dolphins for a while. Believe it or not, Le'Veon Bell is the only Jet that actually needs to be rostered.
2: And I don't know if I'd feel good starting him against the Ravens. No, and the, I can't. I can't. And the whoever they played the Steelers,
0: the, right? the Ravens, Steelers, and Bills in their next three games. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Robbie Anderson's kind of earned it, but I don't know that I'm gonna feel. I, I, you know, I I'm gonna disagree. I'm gonna say I don't believe it. I think Robbie Anderson. Okay. What do you think?
2: You I I think Robbie is startable. Uh I think he's flexible,
3: but. He's, he probably he's, is. Most
2: NFL players are. You know what I mean. You can put him in your flex, PPR or non-PPR. Oh, that's what you but I'd still rather have A.J. Brown and probably a bunch of other receivers.
0: Uh, Heath, are you believing that? That Le'Veon Bell is the only one that needs to be rostered?
3: I think he probably is, yeah.
0: All right. Denver 38 and Houston 24. Saw this coming.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just This is pretty much like it's hard to find one for this game because it's went exactly the way that we all expected it to Mm -hmm. Um, believe it or not. not. You should trust Philip Lindsay as a number two running back this week and next week. And if you play week 17, the week after that too, because he plays the chiefs, the lions and the Raiders the next three weeks. The chiefs are as tough as matchup.
0: Uh, Dave, what do you think? Believe it. Phil, you know Philip what? Lindsay. I
2: believe I, I I will and I didn't believe him coming into the week. I didn't like him coming into the week, and he got you double digit fantasy points, and it's good for him. Uh he should have had two touchdowns in the game. He had one called back. If uh if Drew Locke continues to play like he's playing, you can't stack up against the run against Denver. And I think Lindsay will have some good opportunities.
3: I thought it was very funny that Philip Lindsay caught exactly two passes because we had a discussion about his uh, reception over under total and we couldn't believe it was only two. And he caught two. So <laughs> they it was were disappointing both early in the game. And Royce Freeman scored a receiving touchdown.
0: Yeah. I he Philip Lindsay every week is one of the most difficult players for me, I think, when you know what people ask us questions, Philip Lindsay or this guy or that guy and I I often go against Philip Lindsay. He has a fairly safe floor of about 60 total yards, 60 to 70 total yards. But if he didn't score in this game, you're looking at another disappointing game. 16 carries for 51 yards and only two catches. So, you know, in in his last three games going into this one, 13 to 17 carries, 57 to 67 rushing yards and 11 or fewer receiving yards in each game. So maybe it's more like 60 to 70 total yards and he hadn't scored. So I, I think I'm just surprised at the amount of points they were able to score, but considering he's a 60 to 70 total yard guy who doesn't catch a lot of passes on a terrible offense, you know, that's why I don't really like Philip Lindsay that much. Number two running back. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, for the Texans, mm, Carlos Hyde is not. Don't believe it. it. Drop Carlos Hyde. Believe it or not.
2: Oh, uh PPR, you can you you could drop him if you wanted to if you don't need the running back depth.
0: Harder yeah, than I don't want to
3: start him, I don't think.
0: Yeah. He's he's look, like, he wasn't that bad, right? Fourteen carries, seventy three yards, but he's also not that good.
2: Titans, Bucks, Titans to end the year.
0: Titans run defense is okay. Bucks is obviously really good. And I was looking forward to a big game from Will Fuller, but he did not play. Uh, Tampa Bay 38 and Indianapolis 35.
3: If you believe it or not, if you survived Jack Doyle's disappointment, you should start him again in week 15.
0: Oh, I believe it. At New Orleans. Yeah, I don't care. I don't think New Orleans is very good against tight ends.
2: They might not be very good in general defensively. They they were pretty bad today. All things considered.
0: They've been a tough uh, team. To he'll, figure pr- out. He'll,
2: he'll make the cut. I'll I'll say he makes the cut as a top 12 tight end, but I'm not nearly as excited as
3: I was. Heath, what do you think? Um I w- he'll be a top twelve guy. Um there's a good chance that you'll have someone else on the waiver wire or your roster that you can start over him.
0: So, so no, don't believe it. The one th- big takeaway that I had here from this game is that this is another game where Jacoby Brissett had a good fantasy game. When Marlon Mack rushed for less than 50 yards, or maybe it was 50 or less. So, this is now four games where Marlon Mack has really struggled to run the ball. And in all four of those games, off the top of my head, I think it was 21 or more, maybe 22 or more fantasy points for Brissett and six point per passing touchdown leagues. This was better. This was 26. So, you know, you look at the matchups. Are they going to be able to run the ball against the Saints? That's their next matchup. He might actually be good. If they can't run the ball and Brissett has to throw, he might be good. Now, we got to see if Sheldon Rankins is playing. We got to see if those two linebackers are playing but something to keep in mind, he's not a high upside guy, so you know, it's hard to really recommend him, but um, you know, that that's, that's that was a big takeaway for me. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, oh, uh, believe it or not, it, you really shouldn't pick up another Buccaneers wide receiver even with Mike Evans out. Believe it. I I don't know
2: how you can trust one over the other. Like I can come back on Tuesday and make a recommendation. Let's say it's Prashad Perryman and maybe he just gets it the past couple of weeks. He's been good. What kind of a situation are you going to be in where you're going to consider him right as a, as a flex, you know what I'm saying? Like I, there's potential for him to have a game, you know, five catches for 80 yards, something like that, or to find the end zone. Maybe Justin Watson is that guy. I, I just don't think that they'll ever be, trustworthy enough for fantasy purposes unless you're starting four or five receivers
0: all right next game is the best game of the day best game of the season probably san francisco 48 and new orleans 46 but san francisco's bid in some really good games and i think one thing i probably should have factored in more is like you had to wonder if they have played like Twice against Arizona, who runs a a bunch of plays. An overtime game against Seattle. They throttled Green Bay. Then they went to Baltimore and played that game. And it's like, they must be spent at this point. So the defense really did not hold up in this game. Um, But what do we got, Heath, believe it or not, for the uh, 49ers and the Saints?
3: Let's have some fun. Believe it or not, Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL and is going to break Marvin Harrison's record.
0: Uh, Yes and no. I mean, no and yes. I don't think he's the best wide receiver in the NFL, but I do think he's going to break the record.
2: I think he's the best receiver in the NFL. How close is he to the record,
3: Heath? He's not. I'm, pace going, I'm looking it. it up right now. I yes, um, I believe he need before this game. I believe he needed to average nine catches per game the rest of the way. So he's going to get it. Uh, um, I mean, he only had like six or seven in his last game, right? Yeah, he yes. could have a down game, but
2: he won't. He's up to 121 now with 3 games I, to play.
3: Was he is he up to 121 now or do you have 101? Yes, that's correct. 121 right now. Mhm. And the record is 1
0: uh, You got to be look it up. you got to be a downfield guy for me to consider you the best wide receiver in football. So, I'm going to say no. See, I think no. what
3: I think what you what he has done the last couple of years, cause I kind of agree with you, but I think a fair way to evaluate the guys that work, a, like he's not Jarvis Landry. He's right. not Julian yeah. Edelman. Um, I think the, maybe the most fair way to evaluate is yards per target. Cause that takes into account both catch rate and yards per cause yards per reception. Isn't totally fair. If one guy's catching 85% of his sure. targets and other guys catching 50 or 60, he's at, for his career 9.8 this year this year is his career best 9.8 last year was his career best 9.6 almost no one averages nine and a half yards per target consistently so I think when you factor in availability you factor in consistency and you factor in what he's doing on a per-target basis, I think he is the best wide receiver in the NFL.
2: I think he is too, um, but I think it's going to be debatable from year to year. So why don't we just say he's the best right now, and he'll probably be top three for the next five years. Uh, shout out to Sal Gavronal, Marvin Harrison, one hundred forty-three receptions, one four
3: three. Oh, one four three. So he, ne- so right he needs. Twenty-two in th- in three games. He's just a little over seven
0: he per game. He might have he's twenty-two
3: in one game. You know him.
2: He's, did either did did either of you
0: ever page someone one four three back in the day? Did you ever page? Send, yeah, beep. Did page send, someone. Yeah, did you ever send one four three to someone's beeper? The people who I knew who had
2: pagers would think it would be weird if you sent them a one four three.
0: Um. No. No. Okay. Hey, I'm just. I no. guess you got, we're at romantics. Uh, millennials. One four three means I love you and beepers no 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 i know what that means I, i'm telling all the I, young I reference people out Sal there
2: for a reason yeah i did not majors, know what it meant
0: oh you didn't yeah i had a feeling you didn't know what it
2: meant uh all right so did you ever send 143 <laughs> the via
3: sos you know i uh, i didn't ever page anyone i've never i've never paged someone
0: i paged my parents back you know when i was when I was, my parents never had a pager uh yeah mine had a, mine had a beeper so anyway uh Starter sits Raheem Mostert next week against Atlanta. Probably start. He's so good. Keep giving him the ball. Come on, man. They Ten should. carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. Two catches for What would be
2: the rationale for them to not do it at this point? It's, it's, they go back and they look at the film and they say Raheem Mostert didn't do what we wanted him to do in the game against New Orleans. A game we won. I know, but let's Brita, go back Brita Brita to Kevin average,
0: Sloman. Brita averaged nine yards per carry, I think. So... Is it like I, so I assume both, and there's never assume, been
2: one guy the whole time,
0: right? I assume most of going to lead the team in carries. Is he going to have 13, which I think would be enough to start him?
3: Yeah, 13.
2: Yeah. Adam, have you ever sent one four three via pigeon? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I did not. Uh, all right. Do you want to say anything about Alvin Kamara?
2: Look, it's frustrating. He's not giving you what you wanted. Um... I don't think it takes as much guts to sit him now as it did earlier. So the matchup next week isn't necessarily going to be difficult for him against Indianapolis. Feels like it could be a get-right spot for him. Probably not a top twelve running back next week.
0: Oh man. Well, I think in PPR, you know, he had he had uh, get to the eight, next 10. game. I'm, this is going to be so much fun. Get Green Bay, game. Green Bay twenty, Washington fifteen. Believe it or not, Aaron Rodgers is droppable.
2: Nope.
0: Nope. Oh, baby. Chicago and at Minnesota. Actually, maybe. <laughs> maybe he hasn't been has I feel like Chicago is
2: the type of game that he'll get
3: wired for and have has three he, touchdowns. Has he had one good game this season against nope. a good defense?
0: Nope. I was just about to say that. Against a, a good fantasy matchup, he has not. As far as I can remember, he has not. I think his best game was probably like Minnesota or Chicago way back in weeks one and two. And he was okay. Oh, no. Chicago, well, no, was he was terrible against Chicago. Then, then it was Minnesota.
2: He had two touchdowns against Minnesota, but not yeah. a lot of yards.
0: Right. No, he has he not. Minnesota's not a Dude, had two did touchdowns against Philly. Dude, two touchdowns and 400 did guys, yards. Did you guys see the th- pass he made to Jimmy Graham? Deep ball that he overthrew a little bit. It, now, it looked I like Jimmy not. Graham was running in slow yes. motion. But I couldn't believe well, that Aaron Rodgers didn't make have that you play. Seen Jimmy Graham run the last five years. Yeah, it, he's slow, but that's the kind of ball that you expect Aaron Rodgers to make. You go, whoa, nobody makes that play like Aaron Rodgers, and he missed them. And he missed uh, Devontae Adams. I think he threw low to threw low to somebody like in the near the end zone. I you know, he. I, I not... think like
3: seriously, at Chicago, two hundred and three yards, one touchdown against Minnesota at home, two hundred nine yards, two touchdowns. Against Denver at home, 235 yards, one touchdown. Um, against the 49ers, 104 yards, one. Like he's played four or five good defenses, he has been terrible in almost every game.
2: Yeah, it's so it's true. But what, I, I, would listen. you would you start Derek Carr? We talked about Carr as a streamer earlier in the show. Sure. Carr or Aaron Rodgers? Who are you going to rank higher? For sure, Tannehill over Rodgers. For sure. Okay.
3: What about car? I don't know about that. I'm not as optimistic as you are currently about carr. I just don't, I worry with the Raiders and I don't know how I'm going to feel about Jacksonville's offense going into Oakland. Like it, this bad. seems like it should be an ugly, gross shootout. But if Gardner Minshew's bad and Jacksonville doesn't score points, I don't know that Derek Carr is going to be any good at all.
0: All right, guys. So, how about uh, we move on? We got like five games left in about five minutes. So Cleveland twenty-seven, Cincinnati nineteen. Um, believe it or not,
3: you can continue to start both Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt. Believe it. I believe
0: that as well. They are at, well. Uh, I don't. Oh wait, sorry. I'm looking at the Bengals. They've got Mitchell. Arizona. They have Arizona. Week. Yes, I thought they had New England. That's the that's the uh, uh, Bengals. Yep. You're yes, looking. Yes, yeah. you absolutely can start them against New England. And believe it or not, you are sitting Tyler Boyd next week against the Patriots.
3: You can believe that.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll believe that. And believe it or not, you are starting David Njoku next week at Arizona. One catch on three targets this week.
3: I do with not. With the turnover. It. That wasn't enough for me. I got, we, I talked about it with Vance McDonald today, and I didn't I I didn't start him. Uh, there have been tight ends that are bad enough that they were not good against Arizona. Um Vance McDonald was one. Tyler Eifert was one. And I, David Njoku certainly looks like one.
2: Njoku or Jack Doyle next week. Jack Doyle. Njoku or Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. Njoku or Jimmy Graham. Caden Njoku.
0: Smith. <laughs> Baltimore 24, Buffalo 17.
3: Um, Believe it or not, Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram are the only Ravens worth using the rest of the way. No, oh, Mark Andrews. What's wrong with Mark Andrews? I think
2: Andrews has a chance to play on Thursday. It's a short week. I know. That's. I mean, that's the only reason why we're probably not going to rank him to start the week. He's going to have to practice, or at least say they'll say that he would be able to practice. Um, I think I'd go with Andrews over Najoku. The Jets, so by the way, it.
0: the Jets give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to tight ends because uh,
2: they give up a bunch of fantasy points to everyone else. Except and Mike was terrible today he
0: was. Yes, he was. Um, I don't know how many catchable passes he actually had. OK, believe it or not, Devin Singletary is a must start player. He had 60. He was oh, 66 yes. percent. started. Yeah. But you know what was Absolutely. frustrating? Who got in at the goal line? And who went backwards? Stupid Frank who Gore. Who went backwards? And he at the goal got line. knocked
2: backwards for two yards. Bull prediction:
0: Devin Singletary scores a inside the five yard line touchdown. That's it. That's it. That's it for Frank Gore. It was a big mistake. It was very dumb. There. That's it. He blew his opportunity. Devin Singletary is going to start getting those. This carries. is going to be
2: what breaks the yeah
0: camels back. Yeah, because it doesn't make any sense that he was their best player all all day offensively. And they bring in Frank Gore in that situation, and they go backwards? Absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense. And
2: they've been doing it a lot over the course of the year where they trust Frank Gore inside the three. Yeah, well, they shouldn't.
0: Because he never gets in. Atlanta 40, Carolina 20. Believe it or not, start Ian Thomas
3: over David Njoku. Oh, believe that.
0: Oh, yeah. Seattle's a great matchup. No, Ian Thomas was really good last year. He's a good player. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If he's available he's a in a player. dynasty league, you go you go get him for sure. He's on mine. Uh believe it or not, you can drop Curtis Samuel. He's 85% owned.
2: Are you going to feel good starting uh, him next week?
0: I I don't want like he is the type
3: of guy that I would fear if I was facing an opponent that like had a bad problem at flex. Because Curtis Samuel has got a little bit of AJ Brown in him. And could put up no, a five catch hundred and fifty. No, well, he doesn't. He
0: does. No, no. Curtis Samuel only scores touchdowns. He has two games this year with more than like sixty two yards. They were both against the Bucks. His yards are awful. The only thing he does is score touchdowns. And he's he well, only. AJ
3: Brown only has like four games with more than sixty two yards. But
0: they've all come in the last eight weeks or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but but it's Samuel, if he's not facing the Bucs, his yards are low. And next week it's Seattle. Recency bias will tell us
2: that A.J. Brown is is the one that you start ahead. I also think because just Curtis Samuel can't get on the same page on the deep ball with Kyle Allen. So if, you're, if you start him, you're hoping he catches a red zone touchdown. I think there are too many mouths to feed now with Ian Thomas and D.J. Moore doing their thing.
3: Oh, okay. I'm not suggesting anyone start him. I'm just saying that I would prefer to just keep him on the bench.
2: OK, well. If, if I can pick up somebody else that gives me better depth at running back or tight end or DST for the remainder of the playoffs, and I'm good at receiver depth and I'm good with my starting receivers, I can afford to let go of Curtis Samuel.
0: How do you guys feel about Austin Hooper? He had a bad return, two catches for 32 yards against the Panthers. I didn't really get a chance was, to
2: watch him. I don't know
3: how I was going to say know. it was a sh- like shake the rust off game, go right back to him. And then I saw that he's at San Francisco...
0: Not Next good week. against tight ends. Not not necessarily bad, but they were awful against tight ends today. I mean, you're right, right,
2: right. Jared Cook had two, and uh, Hill had one.
0: Yeah, they haven't faced really any good ones. But From what I remember, the good tight ends they've faced have done fine against the Niners. Not their you straight.
2: know, he, he was second just on the don't... team in targets, and we don't know about Calvin Ridley's status. He could right. catch a lot of check down passes. I think you go right back yeah. to Hooper.
3: I was more worried about Matt Ryan outdoors. Sure. Against the 49ers.
0: All right, that's fair. Uh, a couple more games. Jacksonville and the Chargers. Chargers win forty five to ten.
3: Believe it or not, Heath's going right back to Gardner Minshew against the Raiders.
0: You're gonna you're gonna start Gardner Minshew and John Brown. <laughs> and uh actually you might be okay with Gardner Minshew. That's actually a much more favorable situation. Like
2: um, we, we I, I don't believe that the Jaguars defense is gonna show up. I don't know if that offensive line for Jacksonville is even outside of the bottom five in the league. And yet I do believe that Gardner Minshew is going to try his hardest to put up numbers and play because he's got an uncertain future and he just wants to to play well. I think he's in the streaming conversation because that Raiders defense is so bad.
3: Heath, yeah,
0: like he's well, behind
3: Tannehill for sure. But
2: he had a car.
0: If DJ Chark doesn't play, you, I think you got to back off, right? That's a fair point. I, yeah. He needs charge. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Raiders are pretty <laughs> you terrible. You, you do. You know. The Raiders are really terrible. Uh, Phillip Rivers with a, with another good game, two in a row. He just does, really does not throw. They want to run the ball so much. And Mike Williams, I mean, like like we just had this discussion about Curtis Samuel, who's the opposite of Mike Williams. He basically needs the touchdowns. Williams is now 63 or more yards in seven of his last nine games. And, you know, he. He finally scored. It was a deep ball. Like, How do you feel about Mike
2: Williams? They use him that way. They like using him as a shot play receiver. So they connected on a touchdown there, and it's great for him. He's got Minnesota next week. I'm, I'm guessing they're going to play from behind. I'm also guessing Rivers won't be nearly as good as he was this week. So Williams is going to be a low-end flex, if not a bench guy.
0: Okay, last game, Heath. Pittsburgh 23, Arizona 17.
3: There is not one player who played in this game who should participate in the rest of the fantasy football season.
0: Let's talk about... uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true. Well... Well, (laughs) There's nobody that you can really trust. I mean, like Kenyon Drake, only three catches, and David Johnson caught a touchdown. That was kind of a bummer. Kenyon Drake has run the ball very poorly. I still like Kyler Murray... I think I think I think As I'm going to say I'm going to say I going to say i do not believe it. I think Kyler Murray is going to bounce back next week. Look, Kyler Murray's last two games have been against the Steelers and the Rams. It's going to get easier going forward.
2: I do think next week's game is the Cardinals Super Bowl. It's their last home game and it's against the Browns. So, but I they, I will not believe it. I think I I think maybe there is room for Kyler in the stream.
0: Yeah, they weren't really at home today, by the way. Jeez, the Steelers I really know. <laughs> That place was they travel Steelers. well. I don't think the Browns travel quite as well. They probably just the problem is I don't there. know how
2: many Cardinals fans are going
0: to be there either. Yeah, Can't wait for that game. <laughs> uh, okay, I think we're pretty much done here. Looks like James Conner is coming back next week. So, you know, we'll talk about that Snow on Snell you later. Snell you later. Terrible game for him, by the way. He had a fumble with two yeah. fantasy points. Well, that was a long one. We're getting, uh, we're getting some pretty long shows these days. Hope that's okay with everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Dave Heath, goodbye. Have a lovely evening. And I'm probably gonna take off my headphones before somebody tells me the score. Nah 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 nah, 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 nah. Rams up eleven.
1: Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.